everybody. Welcome to another episode of Laguna Beach, the podcast. Before we get into everything, I do want to say that I know this week has been really emotional for everybody. And I just wanted to start off by saying that the Laguna Beach community will always be an ally to Black Lives Matter. And I just want to put that out there. You know, this is a safe place for everybody. I don't want anyone ever thinking that they are not welcome in this awesome little community that we've created. I know that the news has been very heavy this week. I am emotionally drained just from, you know, being on social media too much. I've had to step away a little bit. But I do want, I did want to say that, you know, I'm an ally. The Laguna Beach community will always be a place for anybody, no matter what. And I just wanted to say that. I I put up a few posts in my stories supporting the movement, supporting all of it. So I just, I want to be able to help you escape for a little bit. I want this podcast to make you smile, even if it is for what, like (laughs) anywhere from 40 to 50 minutes. I just, I am here to try and make you happy, try and make you smile. I I didn't want to just glaze gloss over everything that's gone on this past week, but I do want everyone to know that the Laguna Beach community, as I've said, we're allies, we're here for each other, we're friends with each other, we give a fuck about one another, and I promise to be a better ally myself. I've spent a lot of this week researching and learning and donating my time to different causes, to I mean to read up and donating my money to different causes, but I promise I'm here for you, and I think that all of us are here for one another. Like I said, the Laguna Beach community is such a special community, but I did want to say that before I get into everything, I know a lot of you ask, just tell me that this podcast helps you escape, and I love that so much, and I'm so happy that I have this outlet where you know, I can talk about, <laughs> I can talk about like my Justin Bieber corner and talk about the hills and talk about Taylor Swift and talk about all this stuff. And we can all just kind of be happy with one another for 40 to 50 minutes, depending on how, how long a podcast wants to get. But I just wanted to say before we get into this episode of the hills, which is season three, episode eight, it's called for better or worse. I am here, I stand with you, and I promise to continue to educate myself so I can become a better ally. But thank you for letting me have this platform. Thank you for letting me learn more and be, be better every day. I think that that's really important is we can all be better every day. And, and I think we could definitely give our voice to those who maybe can't speak up as loudly. And yeah, so this community will always remain a safe space. So this episode is called For Better or Worse, and we start the episode off with Lauren and Jason at lunch. Now Jason is wearing a cutoff shirt, like the sleeves are cut off, but it's a t-shirt. I don't know. It's, you know what I'm talking about. You know what kind of shirt I'm talking about. Funny story, one time I was very drunk at a 3rd of July party, because in Massachusetts, the 3rd of July, or maybe it's just Plymouth, Massachusetts, the 3rd of July is like a really big deal. Like 3rd of July, you go with your friends, you hang out, you have a bonfire on the beach. And then 4th of July, usually you like hang out with your family or whatever. Anyway, this night I was a little psychopath as I was when I was 20, 21, 22, 23. If any of you met me during that time in my life, I'm sorry, but thank you for still being in it. (laughs) I was trying to sleep in the tent and I was really trying. Like I needed to go to bed at this point and this kid wouldn't stop talking, wouldn't stop talking. So I got out of my tent and I like walked over to the fire. He had a cut off shirt and he started being really rude to me. And my best comeback was, what did your mother make that shirt for you? Cut off your sleeves. I mean, I still think it's pretty funny, but he did not find it very funny. Anyway, that's the kind of shirt Jason is wearing to lunch. And Lauren looks put together, of course. And Lauren's, like, making fun of him for it. She goes, she's like, so is this, like, a new thing? Should I wear my gym clothes when we go to lunch? And then Jason kind of drops a bomb. He says he's dating someone. He's like, I want you to meet my new girlfriend. She's so cool. And Lauren's, like, shocked. Like, her face is kind of like, whoa. But her name is Tasha, and they're moving in together. He's like, you know, we've been dating a little while, and we're going to move in together, and I want you to meet her. I think you'll like her. She's really cool. I don't know. That's not how Jason talks, but you know what I mean. I can only do so many voices at this point. But Jason then invites Lauren to a housewarming party. Well, an apartment party. He's moving into an apartment with Tasha, and she seems excited, though. She I don't know if it's real or fake. 
But we actually get to find out the very next scene because Lauren and Audrina are hanging out poolside. It's been a while since we've had a poolside scene, so that's kind of exciting. Lauren, she's like, I went to lunch with Jason yesterday, and then she tells Audrina about the girlfriend, and Audrina goes, that's fast. And she's like, yeah, he wants me to go to a housewarming party and to meet her and all this stuff. And Audrina's like, I'll go with you. So that's like, I I do like Audrina, even though she has me blocked. Will someone DM her and be like, listen, I know Laguna Biatch made fun of your neck tattoo, but she thinks you're really cool. So can you unblock her? But I think that's a really good friend move because right away, no hesitation. She's like, well, I'll go with you. Honestly, I would just want to go so I could see some drama, right? I want to go so I can like see who this Tasha girl is and see how she interacts with Lauren. But we also find out that they're having a girls night and Whitney's going to go with them. Whitney doesn't get out much, so it'll be very exciting. The next scene is a Whitney and Lisa moment, and Whitney is becoming a bigger deal with more responsibility. We find out that Whitney is hosting a photo shoot for the band. Do you know what band it is? Do you remember? The Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. I gotta say, Face Down is still a bop. I did not like their song, Your Guardian or My Guardian, whatever it's called, but Face Down is still a bop to this day. But Lisa says it's a huge deal, and it's five guys, and they're probably going to be difficult. And if anything goes wrong, it's on Whitney. And Whitney just goes, I'll handle it. And Lisa goes, you better handle it. I really love Lisa Love's speaking voice. I know I've said that before. I would like her to just read a book and put it on Audible just so I could fall asleep to Lisa Love's voice. What a weird thing to say. So the next scene, we have Jennifer Bunny and Heidi, and they're going wedding dress shopping. Because remember, Heidi's getting married to Spencer. And I kind of feel like they brought Jen back just so... Heidi could have a friend, so all of her scenes weren't just Spencer. But we find out that Jem Bunny is going to be a bridesmaid for Heidi, which is interesting. And then Heidi ends up trying on a really beautiful dress. I always say season three Heidi looks so beautiful, and she looks great in this wedding dress. But Bunny keeps asking if she's happy and if she feels weird getting married, and she's getting, like, a ton of camera time. Jen Bunny, she's just like, is it weird you're getting married? Like, is that weird for you? Is it weird to, like, look in the mirror and think that you're getting married? And then, out of nowhere, Jennifer Bunny pulls a Lauren Conrad question and says, do you ever feel like it's not right? No, I don't think so. It's easy to fall out of love at this age. You're not in the same mindset. He's my soulmate. Like, if I lost him, I would be losing my soulmate. My best friend dated her boyfriend for three years, and they broke up. And that is the conversation. I swear it's like my two last brain cells having a conversation when it's a Heidi-Jennifer Bunny conversation. The next scene, we get to see Red Jumpsuit Apparatus and Whitney and Lauren. They go to the hotel that the band is staying at because the guys have to try on some jeans. They got to try on some jeans... And I did not know that's what they did for photo shoots. I assumed what happened was you'd be like, oh, I'm an XL and this, this and that. And then I'm a pant size this. I don't know. But they probably just wanted the band and the girls to hang out a little bit more. But one of the guys in the band is like a little diva. You can tell he's a little diva. And he has like super, super straight black hair. You know exactly what kind of hair I'm talking about. Like Pete Wentz, but longer and straighter. And one of the guys, they're like asking about waist size. And he goes, I wear a size eight in women's. And Lauren's like, okay, well, we don't have women's jeans for you. But the girls end up inviting the band out to a little dive bar. The band's like, what's there to do tonight? What are we doing tonight? And the girls, or Lauren, she's like, we're going to a dive bar. You guys should all come. I guess that was a Whitney voice. Whatever. I'm not changing it. All right. I'm not going to do it. But the guys say that they're going to meet him there and they all leave while Lauren and Whitney leave together. And Lauren's like, I'm excited for the guys to come out. And then she goes, do you think that's okay?" I don't see why not, is Whitney's response. Very next scene, we're at the Dime, which is the dive bar. And the girls meet with the band and they all order red-headed sluts. You know, I think the guys are trying to be funny. They're like, have you ever had a buttery nipple? Buttery nipple? Sorry, bleh. And then um, they end up ordering. They don't order redheaded sluts, but they talk about them. And that was like my go-to shot. I used to love redheaded sluts and Washington apples. I would probably still take a Washington apple shot. Those things were tasty. But I could never do a redheaded slut shot again. One time I took a shot 
And my friend Miley just looked at me and she goes, are you about to vomit? Because like it, th- that was the last time I ever took a redheaded slut shot was that night. Because I feel like if I took another one of those, I would not, I would just get sick all over the bar. And that's a, that's a cute visual for you guys to have. So Lauren ends up looking at one of the guys. It's the diva guy. I think his name's Elias, I want to say. And she goes, have you ever had a redheaded slut? And he goes, a few. And Lauren's like visibly not impressed by these guys, but they all agree just to take one shot. And Audrina taking shots, I wish that they showed more of her taking these shots because she's like making these disgusted faces. And she's like, ugh, gross. But Whitney keeps reminding them about the shoot. She's like, okay, guys, just make sure you're at the shoot on time tomorrow. So I'm in trouble because the guys want to keep partying. And I think they all end up going to another bar, but we don't see that. We only see them at the dime. The dime, the dive bar, the dime. The next morning, Lauren's very hungover, and apparently they stayed out late with the band. And Audrina hopes she doesn't get into trouble. Lauren goes, I'm not the boss. I won't get into trouble. Whitney will get into trouble. All right, Lauren, shit. But we're also reminded that tonight is Jason's housewarming party. Audrina's like, you should nap before we go to the party. And Lauren's like, oh my God, that's tonight, isn't it? Like she totally forgot. Or she doesn't want to go. Because sometimes if you don't want to do something, you just kind of forget about it. But Lauren says it's going to be nice, but it's going to be really awkward for her to go, which makes sense for sure. All I know is like if I had an ex-boyfriend who I dated for a long time, I would not want to be invited to his housewarming party with his new girlfriend. I would make up a lie and not go or just be like, I don't think that's for me. Now we're at the airport. It's like a little airport in like Santa Monica or something, I think it said. And we're at the photo shoot with red jumpsuit apparatus. And both of the girls are hungover and Lauren is nervous. She'll throw up. She's like, if I can make it without throwing up, it'll be insane. And Whitney keeps saying, they promised they'd be here. Maybe they had car trouble. Why are they late? But it's like, no, Whitney, they're also hungover. But they end up showing up. They're not super late. They're just a little late. And basically... Like, they're all getting ready for the shoot, and Lauren has to go steam some jeans, and Whitney tries to get the guy Elias to change his jeans, and he's like, no, I like the jeans I have on. I'm going to keep them on. She's like, can you please just change? We have this outfit for you, and he's like, no, I'm not changing. So that is that, and that's like the biggest hiccup other than them being a little late, but Whitney is nervous to meet with Lisa the following day. You know, they're, um, the shoot went okay other than that little, like, I don't want to wear those jeans and they were late, but she's nervous about meeting with Lisa Love. So the next scene, we are with Spidey, and they're at the Grove, and they're registering for wedding gifts, and they're at, like, a pottery barn or something. I'm assuming a pottery barn or some kind of pottery barn-like place, Crate and barrel, maybe. But they're looking at glasses and dishes, and Heidi's very trappy with that um, scanner. And Heidi says something that reminds me of how old this show is. I think sometimes I forget that it is, like, an early 2000s show. Because Spencer is not, like, super into this. He doesn't really care for it. And she's like, do you just want to register at Blockbuster or something? Oh, my God. When they said Blockbuster, my mind, like, exploded. The highlight of my night, Friday nights, were always like going to Blockbuster, renting a movie or two, and only having them for 48 hours so my mom didn't get late fees. I swear, my mom's credit was probably really bad because of Blockbuster. Sometimes we would just keep movies forever. I don't know. They just like would send us notices and never pay a late fee. And then eventually you have to go to Blockbuster again. So then you have to pay that like $100 late fee. And yeah, but I feel bad for kids today. They don't have that excitement. And do you guys remember when like you'd run up for a movie to get it and then all of them would be rented out and that was the worst feeling because you really wanted to watch that movie, but it was all rented out so you couldn't. And then you'd like walk up and be like, is there any miscongenialities in the return bin? And they'd be like, no, sorry, that got rented out so fast. But enough about my childhood trauma. But Spencer just seems annoyed because he says that they don't need anything to register. He's like, we don't need to register anything. No one has to give us gifts. We already have everything we need. And in that moment, Spencer grew on me for one second. Okay, so now we are at the housewarming party. The Jason, Tasha, Lauren weird moments that are going to ensue, so be prepared. But it's a very small apartment, and it is very packed. And everyone's drinking, like, red Solo cups and taking shots. And, I mean, if someone's in recovery, like, that's really tough, I feel like, to be around that so early. It's not like he's been out of recovery that long once when this was being filmed. But Tasha's giving Lauren dirty looks, of course, and 
Tasha and Jason are like all over each other. They keep kissing each other and Tasha makes sure to like look at Lauren and kiss Jason. And of course, that's probably editing, but maybe it's not. Who knows? I wouldn't really want like someone who my boyfriend dated in the past and was like very in love with. Like her and Jason were like together, together showing up at a housewarming party. But that's just me. But then something else happens. Are you ready? Do you know what happens? Jason's friend Brandon announces that he or that Jason and Tasha are engaged. He's like, congratulations to my best friend on his engagement. And Lauren just like looks at Audrina and like puts her red solo cup up. She's like, cheers. It's just it's all such a bizarre moment, bizarre scene. And Lauren's like, I need some air. So she walks out of the apartment and she's sitting outside. She's sitting on like the little patio area and Jason comes out and I'm going to play an audio clip right now between her and Jason because it gets real awkward real quick. Also, I'm going to go on record and say Jason is 100% not sober in this scene, which is really sad. And I feel like that's probably also triggering Lauren. What's, what's that thing for? Nothing, I'm just keeping it to myself. I know you don't like her, but... I think you're being an idiot, but that's your decision. What do you mean, Why would you get engaged? You're 20 years old. You've known me for so long. That's just like how I've been. I've always liked to be in a relationship, and I found somebody, like somebody I really, really care about. Why are you in such a hurry? When I talked to you, your parents got married at like 20 years old. We dated for six years before. They were like high school sweethearts. You didn't know we were in high school. You've been dating her for like four months. Seven months. You're a big liar. Six months and some odd days. I mean. Well. I decided to be happy for me. You really want to be happy for And then Tasha comes out, of course, and Lauren, and it's just awkward. It's like just an awkward moment because Tasha and Jason are kissing and Lauren's just standing there kind of looking at them. And then she just goes, congratulations, guys. I mean that. And that is the episode. And I don't know if we see Jason again. I don't know if we see Jason again on the hills. We could. Who knows? Who knows what happens? But I'm pretty sure we don't see him on the hills again. Okay, so after that awkward moment, we have another awkward moment because it's Lisa and Whitney's meeting to talk about the photo shoot. And Whitney tells Lisa that the shoot went well, other than one guy not wanting to change his jeans. And then Whitney also mentions them going out. And I'm like, Whitney, why you do that, girl? Lisa didn't need to know that. Lisa didn't know about it. You don't need to tell her. So I am about to play another audio clip in three, two, one. We had all gone out the night before. It was our way of getting to know them. That's beyond your job. Going out with them is yes. beyond my job. Yeah, you don't do that. We wanted to entertain them, make them feel comfortable because they're only in L.A. for a certain amount of time. They were late because they were out the night before or they were late because the car didn't pick them up on time? I don't know the details of why they were late. I just want respect on every shoot that we do. And it's very hard for them to respect you if you've been out the night before. Okay. I'm sorry, I didn't mean no, for it no, to be No, you know what? You just need to step it up now. As I said before, if something goes wrong on the shoot, it's your fault. It's your responsibility. You need to be the boss. Now I guess Jam Bunny was busy because we have a Spidey having lunch together and Heidi wants a spring wedding. She's like, do you want a wedding in the fall or in the spring? And Spencer wants to get married in Tibet. He wants to elope. He's like, don't you want to elope? I thought we were going to elope. And Heidi's like, this is what I've waited my whole life for. This is what all girls dream about. I want my family there. Don't you want your family? Then Spencer kind of admits that his family doesn't even know they're engaged. He's like, me and my family don't talk about that. I haven't talked to my family about wedding plans. Are you embarrassed of me? Why wouldn't you tell them? I'm not embarrassed of you, Heidi. I'm not embarrassed. And it ends with Heidi giving Spencer a dirty look, per usual. The final scene of the episode, it is Whitney and Lauren, and Whitney goes, I got a nice ass whooping from Lisa. So Lauren's like, oh no, what happened? And she tells her, she's like, you know, I really just have to step it up and I have to do better. That's what Lisa said. So they end up going to lunch because that's what everyone does. That's what this whole fucking show is. They all go to lunch, (laughs) like all the time. If they're not sitting on Lauren's couch or in the fashion closet, they're eating food somewhere. But basically, they sit down and Whitney's like, so what's going on with you? How was the housewarming party? And Lauren says they're engaged, like Jason and Tasha, not Lauren and Jason, obviously. But Whitney's super confused. She's like, you guys were just dating like a year ago and he's already engaged. That's crazy. And Lauren just goes, Lauren goes, my engagement party wouldn't involve a kegger and a Bob Marley poster. That's all I know. 
And then she says it was kind of difficult to take seriously just because of how they announced it. And she seems a little salty, but I also think she is salty. <laughs> like, it's not just she seems salty. She probably is a little bit salty. And she probably was kind of like, why the fuck did you invite me if you're going to propose to your girlfriend while I'm there or right before I get there? But then Lauren says something. She's like, you know, in his program, he's not even supposed to be dating anybody. And I think that Lauren genuinely wants Jason to be better. She's like, I'm always there to pick up pieces for him. But when he falls apart, he really, really falls apart. And I do think that she did want to protect Jason. And that's what you do when you have an addict in your life. For the most part, you want to help them until you can't anymore. So she's really worried. And I think she knows that he's not sober. Because, I mean, in that last scene, or the scene at his apartment, you can kind of see he's not a sober guy there. But then Lauren takes a minute and she's like, you know, that could have been me. I could have been engaged to Jason. And I'm really glad it's not my life. And that is the episode. That is the whole episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed. I like that episode. That was a good one. For some reason, I don't know. I I have like my whole timeline messed up. Like I didn't realize that this was the episode he's also engaged. And I don't know if we see Jason again. And we're going to get some Brody action soon, I'm sure. Does Doug come in in season three? It's all going to be weird. Or not weird. It's all exciting. This is all exciting because like I said... I don't remember everything about The Hills. There's so many episodes. So many episodes are kind of similar too. But I hope you like that episode. I have some inside tea. Do you want me to tell you? Do you guys want to hear a little bit about Kristen? I heard. I don't know if this is for sure, but she's going to be hosting a show on E! So she won't have very Cavallari anymore, but she's going to host a show. I don't know what the show is called. I think it's called like Drop Dead Beauty or Drop Dead Gorgeous or something like that. Don't even really know what the show's about, but I'm pretty sure she's going to be hosting. So that's exciting. I don't know. I think that that's probably better for her to be a host rather than to be on a reality show. I feel like that'll be easier for her to manage everything. I could be totally wrong, but I just, I feel like that's probably more her speed at this point. Maybe she doesn't want to be like the star of a reality show anymore. I think being a host is great for Kristen and I hope it works out and I hope the show is really good. I'm pretty sure it's going to be on E. It probably is because I'm sure she has a contract with E. But I like when she does the red carpet stuff. Now, there have been some celebrity breakups this week. One I wasn't, I didn't see coming, or I did, I guess we've all seen this one coming, but I never thought that they'd actually admit that they were broken up. But Brooks Lutch, Lech, Lech, and Jillian Huff have announced that they are getting a divorce. I feel like this is a very long time coming. They're a very odd couple. They're always like, I don't know, I can't even like describe how they are. <laughs> I've just always kind of found them like an odd couple and then she stopped wearing her wedding ring but then they were like no we're working on it and then he said that he wanted to be more open about his sexuality and she was like he doesn't mean that we're not going to do that and then he's like yeah I do and now they're not quarantining together and now they're getting a divorce. I used to really like Julianne Huff, but apparently she's starting a cult so I'm going to look more into this Julianne Huff cult because I might want to join. But I don't know if you guys saw the video of her like laying on her back or on her stomach and then some like masseuse is like touching her butt and then she has like a weird exorcism. Apparently that's part of the cult. So maybe I would not do great there. Another celebrity breakup is Scott and Sophia. Scott Disick and Sophia Richie. Ugh, really thought they were going to make it. But apparently they've called it quits after three years of being together. And I've always thought they were a weird couple. I know some people were like, oh, she made him mature. I'm like, she's fucking 19 and he's like 33 when they first started dating. But I've also always hated when older guys are dating someone super young, like way younger than them. And they're like, oh, but she's mature for her age. I mean, she's 19 uh, or she was 19. I think she's 21 or 22 now. But to me, if I was 19, I would not want to be like a stepmom to three kids. That's just a my personal opinion thing. But I've never been a big fan of Scott. I know everybody says he's changed, he's grown up, he's the funny one, but he's just not for me. I feel like Scott would straight up tell me I was poor and then Mason would bully me too. <laughs> but I've seen a lot of people saying that they hope he and Courtney get back together, but I really thought they were a bad couple. I thought they were really toxic and maybe I'm wrong, maybe it has changed. I have not watched Keeping Up with the Kardashians since Mason, since Courtney pulled Mason out of her vagina. That really scarred me. I know it's probably a beautiful moment for a lot of people, but that was very Lion King-esque for me and I just wasn't for it. But apparently they broke up because Scott wants to focus on himself and his well-being and he wants to get clean, sober, and I respect that. If anyone wants to, you know, better their lives, I'm not gonna give them shit for it. 
So I really hope that he is able to become clean, sober, because he does have three kids and obviously he wants to be a good role model. As far as Sophia goes, I'm, you know what? I'm going to open up the third eye. I'm moving, I'm moving the side bang. I don't think she's going to end up with an NBA player. I think she's going to end up with an NFL player. I think the Kardashians have kind of cornered the NBA market. She's going to go for an NFL player. Sophia, and when all this is over, Sophia Ritchie is going to be spotted hanging out with Odell Beckham Jr. I'm putting it out there right now. All right, so Haley and Justin are suing a TikTok doctor. Now, I have recently downloaded TikTok. I have not done anything with it, but my goal is to get some blonde wigs and try and reenact some Laguna Beach and Hills scenes. I don't know if it's going to be for me. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying, but I don't know if TikTok's going to be my thing. But apparently some doctor on TikTok, I don't have his name, he said that Haley Bieber had work done and husband Bieber is not very happy. Justin Bieber is not here for it. And apparently the couple is ready to sue the guy. He said that she definitely had her lips, nose, and chin done. And all I want to say, take one thing away from this story. Know what he said? He said definitely. Know what he should have said? Allegedly. Say allegedly, you won't get in trouble. Or at least I hope not. I've talked a lot of shit saying allegedly, so let's hope I don't get in trouble. Somebody asked me about anxiety going back to work. So I've been back to work for, I want to say like two weeks, maybe even three now, maybe two and a half. But I just, I couldn't sit home anymore. I It's not great for me to be alone 24-7 for two months straight. That's something I learned about this quarantine. But I haven't really had much anxiety going back to work. For me, it's like, it's nice to have a routine. I'm sleeping better. I have less anxiety. I don't feel like I need to respond to every email within five minutes. Like, when I would, you know, go to the bathroom or something, I'd be like, oh my god, someone might email me or IM me and I won't be able to respond. So it's kind of nice being at work and being able to be like, okay, at five, I'm not responding to things anymore. But if you're having anxiety because you're worried about getting the virus, I feel like you should definitely talk to your employer about that. I'm sure they'd still let you work from home if possible. And I like the idea of life going back to normal, even though it is a little nerve wracking. And I typed this up before all the protests happen. So I mean, life is not going back to normal anytime soon. And that's okay. Things need to be spoken about, but I, I'm talking virus-wise, like things opening up and stuff. I am still a little, a little nervous about it, but I do think going back to work has helped me. And I hate to say this, but try and think of it in a positive light. And if it is too much for you, I'm sure you can talk to your boss and just let him know and he'll be okay with it. Or she, or she. See how I did that? I'm just trained to be like, I'm sure he will be okay with it. That's not okay. I'm sure they will be okay with it. I'm going to correct myself. Talk to whoever your boss is, and I'm sure they will be okay with it. Another person asked me to talk about couples who always fight, meaning Dak Shepard and Kristen Bell. And honestly, I feel like it's a lot. I mean, I know couples fight. I know that it happens, but I feel like to like constantly talk about it and kind of make it your couple's thing is not a good thing to do. In my opinion, I think it makes, or they think it makes them look a lot more relatable when I don't think it does. It's just kind of like, why do you guys hate each other so much? I don't know about divorce though. I, do know, I don't see divorce happening for Dax and Kristen for at least a year. I'm giving them at least another year because again, they like to get in the press. They like to talk about their, their marriage issues. And if that's their little thing, then that's going to be their thing. So if you have listened to the podcast or followed my page for a while, you know that I moved to Nashville by myself. I only knew one person. She was a coyote ugly bartender, my girl Peyton. I love her to death to this day. But eventually I had to like go to things alone because Peyton can't go to every single thing with me. And we also didn't have the same musical taste, whatever. And even with Callie, my best friend Callie, you know, she wouldn't want to go to certain things with me and it didn't upset me. It also did not stop me from going, which I think is really important. I have a bit of a different situation. When I was back home, I would always need a friend to go with me. I would want my mom to go with me. If my friends couldn't go with me, like going to things alone was really nerve wracking for me. But when I moved to Nashville, I was like, I just moved to a new city by myself. Like, of course I can do shit on my own. And since then, I mean, I've gone to Kelly Clarkson alone. I had pit tickets, which was awesome. And I feel like at first I was nervous. People would be like, oh, you're here alone or whatever. But I didn't even really talk to anybody. I just had a blast and sang and danced. And end of the night, it was still great. Like, I have no 
regrets about that. And I also know that I probably wouldn't have gone if I waited for someone to go with me. Also, probably none of my friends, not even probably, I know none of my friends would have wanted to pay that much to go to Kelly Clarkson. So I'm glad that I went. And I feel like in our head, people, you think people are like, oh my God, that girl's alone. They're not. They're doing their own thing too. This past year for my birthday, I bought tickets to see Chelsea Handler at the Ryman and I got meet and greets. And there were actually a lot of people there who were alone. Um, the lady sitting in front of me was alone. The ladies to the right, uh, to the right of me, because I or left. I'm sorry, I was at the end. I was on the right, but they were there alone as well. And I'm, I think it's actually kind of freeing, and it's actually kind of nice. I've gone to the movies alone. The movies alone, I actually don't like as much. I'm not gonna act like I love doing everything alone. I do not love going to the movies by myself. I feel odd, and I don't know why. I feel like people are judging me, even though they're probably not. But to me, it's very weird for me. But maybe you'll like it. I mean, I still go to the movies alone. I'll also clarify that. But I'm not, like, comfortable until the movie starts. Once the movie starts, I'm like, okay, I'm good. But until that moment, I'm always like, oh, my God, are people, do people see me? Like, is it weird that no one's next to me? But I like going to concerts by myself. I go to lunch by myself. And I think at first you wonder if people are judging you. But if they are, that's, like, that's too bad for them because you're enjoying a concert and they're being miserable judging other people. So... I hope that's a little bit of like a good talk. I hope you can go to the movies by yourself, even though I think it's tough for me to still do that. I still do it. But take yourself out to lunch. Take yourself on a date. Treat yourself. Okay, Vanderpump Rules. We're going to talk some Vanderpump Rules. I don't talk a lot about Vanderpump Rules, even though I watch it every week. So the latest season of Vanderpump Rules just wrapped up and they haven't done the reunion yet. It's going to be like a Skype and it's going to be very stressful. But I didn't hate this season. I think that I kept my expectations pretty low and I didn't hate the season as much as everyone else did. I like the new girls on the cast. I do not like the damp looking boys. I do not like Brett or Max. They're just, they don't do anything for me. One thing I want to address is that I'm genuinely concerned about Jax Taylor. I think he's someone who's going to completely snap one day. I mean, I honestly think it's probably going to happen soon. Just the way he was speaking to Lisa at the end of the night, like the way he's leaning into her and his hands are around her head. And it just, it's very uncomfortable for me to watch. And then they did like, they don't call it the shit they should have shown, but they sh- that's what they called it when the challenge did it. But they did a sh- scenes that should have shown whatever. I don't know what it was called. Anyway, they did that. And Brittany and Jax are like joking about how they haven't killed each other yet. And they're both kind of like, ha ha ha, not yet. And I'm like, ha 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 ha, that's scary for me. But I am going to say a really unpopular opinion, two really unpopular opinions. I don't like Britney. I don't think Britney is as sweet as Britney says. I think her little Kentucky accent likes to cover up a lot. But I'm also going to say this. I don't love Bo. I know everybody loves Stassi's Bo, but he just, I don't know. I think he's definitely a step up from all of Stassi's exes. And I kind of feel like he's always wanted to be an actor and now he has Stassi and is kind of getting screen time. And I don't know, I just get a weird vibe from him. But again, he's a step up from everybody else Stassi has ever dated. Now, as far as the Kristen, Stassi, and Katie drama, I really feel like there has to be something else that happened behind the scenes. There has to be something more. I don't think it's just about Carter. I really don't. Maybe Carter was like the straw that broke the camel's back. Maybe that was just too much. Her breaking up with him, going back with him, being like this and that and this and that and... It just became too much for them. And I want to give a slow clap for Sheena. Sheena carried the whole season and everyone always hates Sheena. And I'm just like, she just knows what to do. Like she understands she's supposed to look desperate and stuff. So I do not hate Sheena. I've never hated Sheena. Is she annoying? Yeah, but that's her role. Like, (laughs) I don't know. She plays her annoying friend role great. I like Ariana a lot. Ariana's probably my favorite. I love Tom Sandoval. Tom Schwartz is like cute and everything, but I I mean, he would annoy the shit out of me if I was with him, I think. I mean, they all would, right? I always tell people when they're like, what about Vanderpump Rules? And I'm a newer watcher. I probably started watching four seasons ago, and I'm not someone who's going to go back and like rewatch every season of a reality show. I think that's silly. Um, you guys, I can watch certain scenes that, or certain episodes, I should say, that set me up for where I need to be. But I don't need to know all the ins and outs. And if I do, I can just go to certain Instagram accounts. They'll tell me everything. And that's all I need. Anyway, I don't even know where I was going with this. Oh my God. I, I literally lost my train of thought. And I guess that's all for my Vanderpump Rules rant. Oh, 
Lala. I used to like Lala a lot. She really fell off for me after she was like, I'm a fucking pit bull, bitch. I'm a Mike Vick fighting dog. Like, who the fuck? I am not a confrontational person. Believe it or not, I'm not super confrontational. But I would love to like go toe to toe with her and just like lay it all out there. So yeah, that's my Vanderpump Rules rant. I hope that it, it was as much of a roller coaster as you listen to it as it was for me to speak about it. Roller coaster is one of my favorite things to say, I think. Speaking of roller coaster, I have been so on the fence about talking about Carly Kloss and Taylor Swift. So I'm a part of a Facebook group and the Facebook group absolutely, well, I'm a part of two. One Facebook group is all about Kaler, as they call as they call it. The other group is like, you know, that's really gross, discussing someone's sexuality. Um, you don't want to out her. And that's not what I'm trying to do here. All of this is um, allegedly, all of this is, you know, just kind of talking about things. And I'm not the first person to talk about this. There are plenty of tumblers, which is where I got all my information for this. But I think this is all, you know suspicions, hypothetical stuff, and the same people who tell me that it's really gross to talk about it are the same people who want to discuss who she lost her virginity to, and I will just leave it there. And I've also talked about how I think all of Taylor's public relationships have been fake. I don't think any of them have been real. I think it's all PR, and whoever Taylor is really dating is very much behind the scenes, because she does need that public muse. She does need someone, you know, from day one, she's always been like, Oh, I wrote this song about Joe Jonas. Maybe, though. Maybe I wrote it about him. You don't really know. And I'm never going to really tell you. But I will say my third eye has worked again because I said I was going to talk about Kaler or I was on the fence about it. Then I decided to do it. And then Carly Kloss posted a Taylor Swift post in her story. And that was her tweet denouncing Trump and saying we're going to vote him out in November. And I was shocked. Like the universe, ma'am, the universe is crazy. (laughs) So I felt like it was a sign for me to finally talk about Kaler. And again, it's all allegedly, it's all just what people have put together on a Tumblr. Who knows if it's all real? Who knows if it's all fake? I think that's all Taylor has ever done. Taylor has always said she only shows her fans what she wants us to see. But she drops a lot of little Easter eggs in there, doesn't she? All right, let's get into it. Also, Taylor, if you hear this and you're mad at me, please just reach out and I'll take the podcast down. I don't mind it. But these are songs that are allegedly about Carly Kloss in Taylor Swift's music. 1989, You Are In Love. And then Reputation is pretty much all about Carly, apparently, allegedly. Get ready. Take a shot every time I say allegedly during this because I'm fucking terrified. (laughs) So Reputation, there's Endgame, Don't Blame Me, Delicate, Gorgeous, So It Goes, King of My Heart, Dancing with Our Hands Tied, Dress, and I feel like a lot of people have said dress. Call it what you want, and if you listen to Call It What You Want, okay, put your tin hats on, um, tinfoil hats on, I want you to think. It goes from like, call it what you want, yeah, call it what you want, and then near the end it sounds like, Carly what you want. It's like, Carly what you want, yeah, Carly what you want, yeah. Do you, should I sing more on the podcast? Maybe I'll just become a singer. Maybe that'll, I'm gonna sing for you guys now. I'm going to make an OnlyFans, and my OnlyFans is going to be me singing Taylor Swift. All right, back to the songs. New Year's Day is allegedly about her. Cornelia Street is allegedly about her. Paper Rings and Cruel Summer. In Paper Rings, it goes to The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, one of the best books I've ever read, but I'm not going to give it all away. But if you read that book, and then you'll realize why you think Paper Rings is about Carly Kloss. So I actually don't believe Carly Kloss and Josh are married. And again, this is all like tinfoil hat stuff. If you're not into conspiracy theories and fake relationships and PR relationships and stunting and bearding, this is not the little section for you. I will say that. But I really do think that Carly is a businesswoman. Carly's smart. And I think Josh wanted to be married to a beautiful woman. The Kushners are shitty-ass people, right? The Kushners are not good people. I'm going to say that. And Carly kind of, like, hides that. Hides it for him, at least. I don't know if that's the right word. I don't know if hides it right, but you know what I mean. But I feel like it was just a photo shoot. I mean, it's like a Vogue spread, and no documents were... uh, Allegedly, no documents were signed, so they're not legally married. There's a picture of her standing there, and she's wearing... Like, like New Balance jogging shoes or something in her wedding dress. No one was really at the wedding. She got married on like a Thursday afternoon while Taylor Swift was flying to Australia or something. I don't know. 
So the two met in 2013 at the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show. 2014, I think, is when things started to really heat up, and that's when Taylor was, you know, she was kind of at the top of her game. Well, that's not true, because I don't think Taylor Swift has fallen ever, even when she took two years off. I don't think she's ever been not at the top of her game, but that's when, like, 1989 came out. So their trips for that, they went to Big Sur in 2014. They went to the Met Gala together. They went to a Knicks game together, and that's when they're, like, walking across with their fingers laced and stuff. They went to the AMAs together. And then Kissgate happened. Do you remember Kissgate? It's at the 19, the 1975 concert. And that's when she was, or when Taylor was allegedly dating Matt Healy, I think his name is. But she was like all over Carly and they were wasted, or allegedly wasted. <laughs> I'm so annoying. I'm sorry. But they were allegedly wasted. And then the next day, Taylor was like, for my birthday, I would like people to stop saying I'm dating my friends. Now, if you go and just watch those videos... I'm going to leave it up to you. Do you think it was? Do you think it wasn't? But I think that's the night that, or when she sings Dancing With Our Hands Tied, I think she's referring to that night. And then we also have Victoria's Secret Fashion Show 2014. And I don't know, maybe I'm like reading too much into it and it's funny. I saw somebody um, comment on a post and they were like, wow, some people have really never had like best girlfriends. And I want to be like, no, but I've dated a girl and pretended she was my best friend. So I think I know. (laughs) Anyway, back to 2015. We had the Vogue shoot. In the Vogue shoot, they're in like a trailer, living together in that shoot. Then they did the Best Friends video. And that was the video that I watched. And I was like, oh, maybe. Like very, it's a very like intimate. I felt like I was watching like intimate conversations between people. They go to the Oscar de la Renta fashion show together, 2015. Then the Brit Awards. They do the Bad Blood music video. Hyde Park, they're hanging out. They go to MetLife Stadium, or she goes to MetLife Stadium. VMAs 2015, they go together. And this is her girl posse, right? Like, because Carly's part of her girl posse, like all the hot models together. And then Carly goes to the 1989 tour twice. In 2016, they go to the twins' birthday party. I want you guys, when when I when you're done listening to this, if you're into it, it's called KaylerEvidence.com. Highly suggest you just take a deep dive. Go straight in. You can look at Diana Agron too. But this is kind of the, the website where I was like, oh shit, maybe. And then I was like, oh shit, allegedly. And then in 2018, she was at the Nashville Rep Tour. So her and I were at the same concert together. But unfortunately, I did not get to see Carly Kloss there that night. So one interesting thing is that Carly Kloss's dad always likes Kaylor comments on Instagram. And also her sister always likes stuff on Instagram. And a lot of people want to be like, well, she signed with Scooter. She's the devil. Carly, not Taylor, obviously. And I don't know. I think that that was a bad business move on Carly's part. But the fact that she posted about Taylor's like anti-Trump tweet, that's kind of like a big fuck you to her in-laws too, right? Because her in-laws are Jared and Ivanka. I can't lie, it is kind of hard for me just to like talk about it because there's so many different things. I mean, I think Carly, when she, when Taylor sings about New York, she's not singing about Joe. She's singing about Carly, in my opinion, because Carly Kloss is New York. Like her and Carly lived at Cornelia Street together. And then there's like a lot of little daisy things. And I'm, I wish I could, maybe I have to do like a whole podcast on it. I don't know, because there are so many fucking little hints that make me think that these two were more than just friends. Allegedly more than just friends. Sorry, that's probably getting annoying now. I don't want to get sued like that TikTok doctor. But there are so many little things. And I think even if you watch their body language, like the way she hugged Carly is not the way she hugged Joe in the Reputation documentary. Or not re- do- Reputation, Miss Americana. There are There was that picture that Carly posted of somebody drew her in the same dress that Taylor wore at the NFL draft. I don't think these are all coincidences. I really don't. Even sometimes their Instagrams will line up with one another, like when Taylor was in Paris. Carly posted about being in Paris, but she wasn't actually in Paris. And I don't think, I don't know if they're still together. I don't know anything. I just, I feel like you're crazy if you don't see it. (laughs) And I know that probably sounds crazy to people who've never really looked into it. But look at KaylorEvidence.com. Even like the skin, the CD skin on Reputation, it's supposed to be like cut up pictures and it looks like Taylor and Carly both because they actually do look kind of similar, like side by side. And one thing that always throws me off is there's supposed to be like a timeline 
with Calvin, Tom, Hiddleston, and Joe Alwyn, Alwyn, whatever, and there just isn't one. It's all overlapping. So if you want me to think Taylor was still dating Calvin but cheating with Tom Hiddleston and maybe cheating with Joe Alwyn all at the same time, I just don't believe that. I really don't. I really feel like dress is about Carly Kloss. Someone said... Ed Sheeran because it mentioned Shape of You, but I'm like, no, I don't see that. Cornelia Street, she lived on Cornelia Street with Carly Kloss. Cruel Summer, why would, I mean, it's like a hidden relationship, and I know she's done that with Joe to a certain extent, but every time she's with Joe, it's like something comes from it. I mentioned the Golden Globes, right? I mentioned the Golden Globes. They didn't walk together. They sat together, and then he's in a Tom Ford campaign like two days later. I do think, I've read blinds saying that Taylor just wanted someone who's plucked from obscurity, who wants to be famous, who's not going to cause a lot of trouble. And they found Joe and Joe agreed and they have contracts and Taylor's um, team runs his social media according to celebrity blinds. And I will say NT Lawyer's like pretty, I think he does a pretty solid job at what he does. Um, A lot of blinds he has said have come true. I mean, he knew all that Jeffrey Epstein stuff. He talked about all that before it came out. Another thing that always really stuck out to me, or just kind of recently, I guess, Taylor sang the song New Year's Day at the Time 100 party. And it almost says, sounds like she says, I want her midnights. And after hearing that, I was like, oh my God. And again, I could just be wearing a tinfoil hat and I could be hearing what I think I want to hear. But take a listen. That's the thing. Like a lot of this stuff I'm talking about, I feel like unless you look into it too, it's not going to make sense. So I know I should have done better. I know I should have put together a better presentation. Oh my God, what the fuck? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't do a good enough job. I honestly wasn't going to do it. I honestly was not going to talk about Kaylor this week because I didn't want people thinking I'm trying to out Taylor because that's not what I'm doing. I'm talking just allegedly's, talking some allegedly's. Another thing with Joe and Taylor, like, Joe was in New York City with her for the Cats premiere and the very next day he's on the Today Show promoting. So I feel like whenever you see those two together, they're promoting something. Like the next day or within the next week or so. One other thing I noticed, so Selena Gomez and Taylor Swift are besties, right? Like best friends, always ride or die for each other. And Selena comments on Carly's stuff a lot. And I'm kind of like, if I was a ride or die for somebody, I would never ever comment on their stuff if they did my friend dirty. So that's another thing I think about. And I actually found that blind I was talking about from Enti, talking about how, you know, plucked from obscurity. Apparently, this foreign-born C-list actor was plucked from obscurity and into the boyfriend role by a professor who taught him at a drama school. They were specifically looking for someone who wanted a career in acting, was unknown, and not from the U.S. I want a book on it. This A-plus lister really thought it this one through this time. And apparently that is Taylor and Joe. And then to end this, I'm going to read the prologue from the Reputation album, which I think is about Carly Kloss. And it says, When this album comes out, gossip blogs will scour the lyrics for the men they can attribute to each song. As if the inspiration for music is as simple and basic as a paternity test. There will be slideshows of photos backing up each incorrect theory, Because it's 2017, and if you didn't see a picture of it, it couldn't have happened, right? Let me say it again louder for those in the back. We think we know someone, but the truth is that we only know the version of them they have chosen to show us. There will be no further explanation. There will only be reputation. And that's really all I need for my theory that reputation is about Carly Kloss and that those two were allegedly a couple. Okay, there I said it. Again, Taylor or Tree Payne or Carly, like if you guys don't want this up, just let me know. I respond to DMs and emails very quickly. So please, please just let me know. But I hope you guys like that journey. And I also hope you check out KaylorEvidence.com because it'll all make sense. I feel like if I'm just like telling you, 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 you may not get it, but if I'm showing you or if you're listening to this and then go, hey, let me look, do it, <laughs> do it. It'll all make sense, I promise. And also like her and Diana Agron and like I said the other week, I talked about the Emily Taylor, Colby Calais thing. It just all makes sense. It all makes sense to me, guys. Maybe it won't make sense to you. And again, I do look at Hollywood through a different lens now that I've kind of like really gotten into blinds and really I've always loved celebrity gossip but I think once I realized how many relationships were fake I kind of see things a little differently and I'm not trying to act like I'm some scholarly like gossip girl type person 
but I think I see Hollywood more for what it is now than what I used to want it to be. But that is all I have for you this week, and I do want to give you permission to take a step back from social media, step back from the news. I feel like lately we're all so inundated, and you can still be informed, you can still be educated, and I promise that I will continue to be an ally and continue to post resources, and I know the world's really heavy right now. I know that there are a lot of things happening And I do think it's important that we speak on issues Black Lives Matter. I think it's important that this conversation is finally fucking happening. And also, fuck Stephanie Pratt. Actually, I'm ending this by saying fuck Stephanie Pratt. She said, you know, shoot looters on site and all this stuff. And she's crying. She said she was crying because Santa Barbara was burning down. But I don't know if you remember last season of The Hills, which is obviously fake. She didn't care about the Malibu fires at all. I don't know. I think Stephanie Pratt has a lot of white privilege that she needs to check at the door. I'm actually not going to end it on that note. That's very negative. I want to end it on a positive note. So I want to talk about some of the celebrities who've done good things. I'm saying celebrities just because I look on Twitter and see a lot of awesome things, but I don't know, you know, these these um, civilians' names. And I always retweet it, but obviously, again, it's one of those things like if I can't show you but only tell you, maybe it doesn't have as much impact. But I know Nina Dobrev has been out there marching. I know that Halsey was out there marching and she also had a lot of like band-aids and water and, you know, um, alcohol pads to like help people who were injured. And there are actually pictures of her helping people. I know Kendrick Sampson, he was on Vampire Diaries for a while. He was hit with a rubber bullet, but he's out there marching. Um, Some of the Real Housewives of Atlanta are out marching using their voice And I really want this to stick. I don't want this to be just another fad that we forget about in a week. I think it's important to keep this conversation going. And as always, this is a safe space. I want you to know that I am an ally. I am here to talk to you and I will continue to post resources. And if I don't, I want you to hold me accountable. And I want you to let me know that I'm not doing a good job being an ally. I know that sometimes I don't post as much because... I don't want to seem like I'm just posting just to do it, but I actually do give a fuck and I want justice to be served. So I hope you guys have a nice week. I know there's a lot of unrest right now for good reason. And I know that I, I mean, I, I, I'm in, I keep like just stuttering because that's just what I do when I'm like trying to put together my words. But this conversation has needed to happen for a long time. And I, I hope the conversation continues. And as always, I hope you guys have a nice rest of your week, as nice as you can have. I know the world's heavy. I know we're in a fucking pandemic. I know that there is, you know, protesting going on and conversations happening and 2020 can fuck right off, right? No, I'm just going to say that. Maybe I'm not ending on a positive note, but 2020 has been a real shit show. And all I can say is hopefully we have six more months, right? Six more months in this fucking year. And let's hope they're good. Let's hope they're better than what we've had. But as always, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for your support. And I hope that this has been able to help you at all. I know it helped me. So thank you guys. Thank you for listening. And I will talk to you next week. I actually have a guest next week. I don't know if you follow her account, Lucy on the Ground. But I will talk to you next week. Bye.